Hello, Connected Parents, and welcome back to another episode of Connected Parenting. This week, I have an interesting topic to discuss, and it it may seem a bit surprising, but the topic is that being nice is toxic. So let's think about this for a second. We all are taught to be nice, especially women. We're taught to be nice. But what does it actually mean to be nice? Hi, everyone. I'm Jennifer Clary. I'm a child and family therapist and a parenting coach and the founder of Connected Parenting. And welcome to the Connected Parenting Weekly Podcast. Join me every week and we'll tackle everything from temper tantrums to bedtime to sibling issues to teenage angst. Parenting can be so wonderful, but it can be so hard. Parents often say to me, hey, can you just come live at my house? This is the next best thing. Let's do this together. Nice means often putting your own issues aside putting your own needs aside, maybe even putting aside what that person needs to hear in order to be nice, in order to, on the surface, present as this pleasant, nice person. But I'm going to argue that being nice is actually toxic and dangerous. Certainly as a friend, as a parent, being nice isn't always the way to go. That doesn't mean um, to be nasty. So what, what really is, uh, a powerful and important way to be with another person is to be kind. And sometimes being kind means doing something that might not be nice. So let's take this apart. So being nice, let's give some examples. Let's say somebody asks you to do something and you are exhausted. You really cannot do it. You know that you can't really do it, but they're pressuring you and you feel bad for them and you want to solve the problem for them and you don't want them to be angry with you. So you end up doing this thing. This comes back to what I talk about all the time. When you line up with love, um, when you line up to that true North, you're going to be making a decision that's going to feel good in your body. When you line up with fear, I'm afraid that person's going to be mad at me. I'm afraid they're going to be upset with me. I'm afraid they're going to talk about me. Um, I'm afraid I won't be important or um, whatever emotion you're thinking you're going to solve by doing this thing for this person. Um, If you're doing that thing based on fear, fear of hurting their feelings, fear of losing them as a friend, fear of... um, I don't know, somebody talking about you or saying something that's not nice about you. Whenever you act in that manner, you're going to feel in your body. You're going to feel a little, I don't know, heavy, dark, icky kind of, oh, your whole body is going to drop. You're just, you just know that feeling. And then you might say it in the moment. And then later when it comes time to actually do it, you're like, oh, really do I have to do this? And you're going to feel it. Your body is going to talk to you. And I say this all the time, but negative emotions like anxiety, um, anger, uh, resentment, uh, depression, all of these negative feelings are actually your body's way of talking to you. They're information. Feelings are just information. And if you ignore that information or misinterpret that information, those feelings are going to continue. So when you do that thing for that person that you really don't want to do, and you end up feeling that way in your body, that's what happens when you're being nice. Now let's look at the difference between being nice and being kind. So let's say um, 
this is a friend who asks you to do things like this all the time, uh, all the time. You know, there's a difference between someone asking you something and they hardly ever ask and they've been there for you. And you really feel in the circumstance that even though you're very tired, this is the right thing to do. Then you're going to feel uplifted in your body. You're going to feel stronger. You're going to feel a surge of power. You're going to know that it's the right decision because you're going to feel that in your body. And even though you may be very tired, doing that thing means you're being kind, uh, not necessarily being nice. And so if you do something um, that you really felt was wrong, that kind of betrayed your sense of self, that you do it anyway, um, what you're actually doing in that situation is you're enabling. You're doing something for that person that they could have done themselves, that they've asked you to do many times and you keep getting roped into doing it. Your body's going to talk to you with those negative feelings and emotions. You're going to ignore those feelings and you're going to do that thing anyway. You're going to betray yourself and you're actually going to betray that other person. So what would kindness actually look like? So this is where the calm technique comes in. You can be very, very empathic, very sensitive, very compassionate and say, oh my, you know, I totally get why you want some help. It sounds exhausting. I know you've had a really hard time with that in the past. You really step into their shoes and feel um, how it would feel to need help with whatever that thing is that they're asking. And then with a great amount of love, both for yourself and for them, you say, but you know what? I'm so sorry. I cannot do that this weekend. I am exhausted. I'm committed to other things. So much of me would love to do that for you, but I really just can't. It is not something that I can do this weekend. I love you dearly, but I cannot. And they may be upset in that moment. They may be angry in that moment. They may be um, annoyed with you in that moment, um, but that's okay. In that moment, you've done what is good for them and what is good for you they can move on and do that thing without you. And what you're doing in that moment is showing kindness. So think about this with our own children, with our kids. So think about this with your children. How often do they, oh, please, mommy, just do this for me. Just get me that glass of water. Just do that for this. Pick that up. Just do it. Oh, it would be nice if I did that for them. Um, but it is something that they could absolutely do themselves and that by experiencing doing that thing themselves, they're going to feel good about themselves. They're going to feel like they've accomplished something. They're going to feel like they're not giving in to that state of resistance where they don't want to move and it's too hard and it's too difficult. The more we try to be nice, the more we rob them of something that they could actually accomplish themselves. So are we really being nice? So when you do something that you consider nice because you don't want someone to be mad at you, you don't want someone to be upset with you, you're not only robbing yourself of something that's really important, but you're robbing them. So I really want to encourage um, all of us really to think about, are we really being nice in those moments um, or are we being kind? And sometimes kind looks like, my darling, I love you so much. And I get it when your room looks like that, or you've got this huge assignment to do and it's overwhelming and you're so scared you're not going to do well, but you know what? I really wouldn't be helping you if I sat with you tonight and did this at 11 o'clock at night. I love you enough for you to be mad at me. I love you enough for you to see what happens when you make these choices. And when I rescue you at the last minute by being nice and helping you till midnight, what am I really teaching you? And what am I teaching myself? right? What am I saying about myself here? And our children learn by example. They learn by watching us. 
So if they're watching us constantly putting our own needs aside, constantly doing things for other people, sitting down to have our tea and somebody says, oh, could you just help me with this? Oh, okay. And we're getting up and we're doing it anyway. What are we showing them? What are we teaching them about being kind to yourself, about looking after yourself? So our children are always, always watching, particularly our daughters. So we want to be leading by example and showing our children that we are actually kind to ourselves. You know what, sweetheart? I just sat down and made this tea. It's piping hot. I worked really hard today. I'm really proud of all the work that I've done today. And I know that you're fully capable of doing that thing that you've just asked me to do. I believe in you. I know you can do it. Remember to give them those messages of confidence. I know you can do it. And I'm actually going to honor myself right now by sitting here and enjoying my tea. I want you to do your best, get it done. And if you're still having a hard time and you've put in the right amount of effort, then I'll come and help you later. But right now, I'm going to have my tea. And what you're showing them right there is that strength, that love for yourself. It, you know, and it's not selfish. It's not like, fine, do it yourself. I don't care. I'm having my tea. When you say it with that fearful energy that I'm protecting myself and you never care about me and I'm going to have this tea and too bad, it's going to have that energy to it that negative energy to it. And we're not going to teach the thing that we want to teach. It has to come from this beautiful, solid, loving, self-loving place of, no, I love you way too much to do that for you. Love you way too much for that. I know you can do it. I believe in you and I know you can do it. And when they do do it, don't have a parade. Don't be like, see, see, I knew you could do it. Isn't that wonderful? I'm so proud. Doesn't that feel good? Don't you feel Don't do that. Again, that's all fear-based energy. It has to have this loving detachment. I know it sounds crazy coming from, from me. And I talk about empathy and, and compassion and being kind and all of these things. It seems like it's the opposite, but it's really, really not. You know, setting those limits. And when you, um, when you approach someone from this loving place of strength and a belief in what they're capable of, that is kindness. That is helping them. When you're nice and you don't tell them what you really think, or you just do that thing because you don't want to hurt their feelings, or you just do it anyway, even though you're completely exhausted and you know you shouldn't, but you do it anyway, you're teaching them that they can pull you into that pattern and that you will end up enabling them. So this week, I just want you to think about just for a few days, when am I being nice and when am I being kind and how are they different, right? And you can be kind by setting a loving limit, by taking care of yourself, by putting yourself first. If you've had an exhausting day, this is the thing. If I could get one message through to moms and if I could have gotten this message through to my past self when I had little kids, um, it, it would have been amazing. You are loving your family. You are loving your children. You are loving your spouse by loving yourself. And that doesn't mean putting yourself first all of the time. It just means putting yourself first some of the time. What good are you to your family, to your friends, to your colleagues or your neighbors or your community if you are drained, physically exhausted, in a deep state of resentment? That energy is going to go somewhere. And if it's not going to go out to the person who needs to hear it, then it's going to go inward 
in you and it's going to live in you as this constant heavy feeling of anger and resentment. And the truth is we are in charge of our own boundaries and we teach people how to treat us. And if we keep saying, okay, no problem, I'll do it. And then you sit down again and somebody asks, okay, you know what? That's fine. And we, we have this deep feeling that somebody should notice. Somebody should say, oh, you know what? You just sat down, mom. I'm sorry. You know, you just relax. That's not going to happen. Not very often. Um, and certainly not with your little ones. It might happen with your adult kids and it might happen with your spouse, but not as often as you would think. We are in charge of setting those boundaries for ourselves. That is actually kindness. It's teaching our children how to look after themselves. It's teaching them what self-respect looks like. It teaching It's teaching them what true kindness looks like and self-empathy looks like. And you're also holding on to that energy. So that when you do do things, it's going to be for the right reasons. It's going to be from a place of love and you're going to feel energized and you're going to feel good when you do it. If you feel weak and drained and bitter and resentful and heavy when you do something, it's the wrong thing. And you're teaching the wrong message to the person who's asked you to do that thing. So just think about this over the next few days and weeks. um, You know, what does it mean to be kind? And what does it mean to be nice? And start thinking about being nice um, as something that is actually a betrayal to yourself. Compassion and kindness and acting from a place of love will always lead you in the right direction. But self-denial and um, putting your own uh, needs aside to enable someone else uh, to be nice when you really feel... um, like you really don't want to be doing that is, is actually the wrong energy. It's going to show up in your body. It's going to show up in a very strong way. Start tuning into those feelings. Look at that as information. So let's move towards being kind and compassionate, less being nice and more being kind. Hi, I'm Barrett Caleri from Connected Parenting. I hope you enjoyed our podcast. And don't forget to check us out on the web at connectedparenting.com and like us and follow us on Facebook.